welcome to the Life Doctor podcast, helping you change your mind so you can change your life. If you're not following me on the Life Doctor Instagram or Facebook pages, please do. I like to post some great relevant content to my work, so why not come and say hello? Another account I have is my Anxiety Rebellion movement, which is also on Instagram and Facebook too. If you want to join the rebellion against conforming to anxiety's demands to stay safe, just search Anxiety Rebellion on Instagram or Facebook and again, come and say hi. Now, how good are you at self-care? Now, you will not be alone if you struggle and avoid doing more things you know would improve how you feel and your quality of life. I mean... In the past, I have been really, really rubbish in places at looking after myself. Uh, When I was younger, especially, if it's bad for me, I was probably indulging in it far too much and I really paid the price. I had no idea back then. uh, I just simply wasn't associating my lifestyle with how bad my anxiety was. Uh, I put my nervous system under huge pressure which caused inflammation uh, and then resulted in anxiety, anger and panic attacks. And that began to happen on a regular basis. I mean, Ignis back then wasn't bliss. Uh, You know, just a few tweaks with my mindset and lifestyle would have made such a big difference. Um, Life is simply too short and precious to struggle when you don't need to. So self-care, in my view, is the foundation to successful living and feeling that much happier. Now, some of the benefits of uh, self-care is that you can super boost your neurochemistry through just these small acts throughout the day. It really does undo any damage and strain from stressful periods that can happen to you. Um, Self-care can also help program your brain for a more positive and focused mindset. Um, I find the energy, energy from it really amazing and it also helps me to connect on deeper levels with people around me and more importantly, myself. Now, that is a good point because I truly believe that how we connect with ourselves and others literally is everything. Without any connections, or if we have too many unhealthy forms of connection, we can wilt and struggle. And with healthy connections, we really can grow and flourish. How we talk to and think about ourselves is even more important. And if it's negative and unhealthy, then we tend to pay the price. But if we use encouragement, motivation, and in many pep talks, a bit of kindness, a bit of compassion, we can develop a much healthier relationship with ourselves, which yields so many rewards. So many rewards that it's actually, in my view, priceless. Self-care is a preventative measure. It reduces the risk of burnout, anxiety disorders, depression and various illnesses. I could not do without it because it really helps to reset, restart and refresh me for the challenges which could be coming throughout my day. I want to grow, I want to flourish, I want successful living and I can't do that if I'm struggling with energy. So self-care replenishes that. This is why I wanted to talk to you about it today and begin to get you to focus a little more on acts of self-care if you're not applying them enough. Now, I have a little winter self-care program. I mean, you can adapt it throughout the seasons. And I wanted to share with you some of the things I do during this time, not to lecture you, not to dictate what you should be doing, 
but to simply give you a bit of inspiration to mix up your own life in the way that you see fit. Now, this isn't about promoting a perfect way of living. And I can certainly say that I'm not perfect and I can struggle with areas of self-care just like anyone else. I am human and have those flaws. But it is about what we do a little bit more often that can make the biggest of differences. So just to clarify, what is self-care? In my view, these are acts we deliberately take to be good to ourselves, to make sure we are refreshed, so we reduce the risks of burnout, anxiety, depression, anger and health issues. Not only do we benefit personally, but also so do the people around us, which makes it a crucial part of healthy living. But first of all, I want to focus on why we struggle with it. We all make those good intentional resolutions. We are, we've had enough and we're going to change this right now. It's got to stop. And then we find ourselves drifting back to those old habits. So I want to talk about that for a little bit. And then I'm going to share with you my program and we'll go from there. So here are the main reasons that tend to come up with the struggle that comes with self-care. And the number one reason most people mention at some point is guilt. Feeling guilty for taking time out for themselves. Especially we're living in a society that really does promote spinning as many plates as you possibly can. Um, therefore, if you don't do that, then you're not a successful person, which is a bit stupid, but that's something that we all fall for. Um, and we need to stop that, basically, because, again, refreshing ourselves, resetting ourselves, re-energizing ourselves means that we have more energy for the things that really do matter. But guilt is really powerful and it can stop us in our tracks and make us try and be too busy, try and get more things done. But the one thing about guilt is that it can be easily turned around. And just the realisation of who else benefits from you being at your best. You not being angry or stressed or struggling with energy. You not being ill. Who really would benefit from that around you? And then who, how would you benefit? What would that really be like if you had the energy, the mental focus and clarity to do what you want to do and need to do. So it's not a selfish act. That's something else that people mention. It feels selfish. They feel guilty. Again, increasing its value for who else benefits besides yourself is a really important step to increasing its value. Uh, low self-esteem also pops up quite a lot. Uh, putting other people's needs before yourself, um, which sounds contradictory to what we just talked about and the irony, but people do feel that they have to put others before themselves and they begin to struggle as they're overwhelmed with how much they put on their shoulders. And you know, I saw a lovely quote today about some of the, the, the most weight that we have to lose as people is that burden on our shoulders, not the actual physical weight. I quite like that. So increasing self-esteem is an important part of developing your self-care motivation. Uh, not enough time comes up a lot. 
especially if you're spinning lots of plates or someone's spinning lots of plates. Um, it feels like something else to do. And the self-care that I promote is just a few minutes here and there. It doesn't have to be long at first. So that it's not overwhelming. So it's not too much of a challenge. It's just something that you can add in your day just to give yourself a refresh. If your smartphone gets more recharged than you do, then there is a problem. And that was something that gave me a little wake-up call because, again, I love my tech and I was taking, at points in my life, more care of my tech than I was myself. And it will always be a work in progress. We can always do better. But again, those small tweaks, the more we do them, the more we get out of it in the long run. Uh, not having enough energy. You know, this is a common problem, having those good intentions, but it's difficult to um, make time to do the things that are important to you that would give you a refresh if you're feeling exhausted and wiped out mentally and physically. Uh, one thing about self-care is that it can, again, it's like a self-feeding cycle. Um, the more you do it, the more energy you will have. But somewhere along the line, there needs to be a small disruption of your current routine to add acts of self-care so that you can begin to benefit from the growing energy that comes with it. Um, ignorance is another factor. That's something I suffered from. I didn't know I needed it. It never really crossed my mind. Um, it was only when I began to explore my lifestyle and looking at my anxiety as an injury and what impacted that the most, it was mostly lifestyle, I have to say. Um, yes, thought management was important, but lifestyle was having the biggest impact. And if you are struggling to create acts of self-care for yourself, despite your best intentions. Um, my advice going forward is to make them small, really, really tiny little tweaks. Um, I'll show you what I do in a moment with my plan. And if you decide you want to add some tweaks to your life, then you can go from there. So here's my plan for me. My number one priority is energy. Feeling sharp, feeling focused, having a clear mind. So anything that drains me of that has to be assessed. It has to be worth it. And if it's not, then it has to be worked on so it's no longer having an impact or simply get rid of. And the main reason for this is my work. I really enjoy working with a sharp mind and having the energy to do podcasts, study, uh, working with a certain amount of clients each day and making sure that I am as much as I can be on top form for each client. Now, it might seem like a lot of pressure, but actually with the right management of my day, it's actually quite easy. And with my clients as my top value, as my work as my top value, then the motivation really is going to be there. So finding motivation, what are your reasons for making these changes? A good little exercise to do is to go a year ahead, if you can, and imagine that there are two versions of you. 
one who has had a year of self-care and has benefited from that. So you're at the end of 2020 and or whatever year you're listening to this podcast, but at this year, it's year 2020. And what benefits would you have got? What would you differences would have been happening in your life from those acts of self-care? So there's a future you who's had a whole year of benefiting from you looking after yourself. There will be changes, really positive and powerful changes. And it's a good idea just to list them, think about them, become attached to them. Because the other you that we're looking at hasn't had the benefits of you looking after yourself. Another year has gone by with those intentions just falling to the wayside. And think about what that future you at the end of 2020 is going through and thinking about what the next year is going to be like. Is it going to be the same again? What's lost? What opportunities have been missed? And how do you feel about yourself? As I said, my top priority is my clients and making sure I am on form. So how I start my day is absolutely vital as it sets the tone to how the day is likely to continue. So waking up stressed is going to drain my morning. That cannot happen. So I've minimised that with a sunlight uh, sunrise clock, which in these dark mornings in winter is very, very handy as it brightens the room slowly around the time that I'm looking at getting up uh, so that I am not waking up by something shrieking in the corner uh, as an alarm which can jolt people um, or myself awake unnecessarily. Just to add to that, I use an app called Sleep Cycle. Um, the technology, I'm not sure how accurate it is, but it, for me it works perfectly. Uh, it measures my REM sleep throughout the night so I can see um, what levels of deep sleep I've had and what levels of quality of sleep. And it will wake me up not at the bottom of a sleep cycle, so when I'm in deep sleep, but it will wake me up during the 90-minute cycle when I'm at the top. So, um, and yeah, it's another way of me not waking up feeling groggy, feeling disorientated and trying to reach for the snooze button. I'm more likely just to bounce out of bed. I also like to begin thinking about how I want my day to be. That energizes me a bit. Setting myself some intentions for uh, how I want to work with clients, what I want the day to be like. And I do this using a core values check. So I've checked out my core values. I know what they are. So for me, um, I like being inspired. I like being inspirational. I love a bit of adventure. I like being challenged. I like motivating. I like being motivated. I love being energized, focused, connected, kind and compassionate. These are my top values. And it's nice just to set a little intention for the day. There's a real buzz that comes with that, by the way. Hence why, again, it's a good thing to begin thinking about instead of going on auto autopilot, and just drifting through your morning, setting a conscious intention sets your subconscious mind to, it's like a little hunting dog, 
tell it what you want and it goes fetch. Now it can feel a little bit spooky at times when you've set an intention. It begins to feel like the universe is playing with you and bringing it to your attention. Um, but I don't believe in the universe having that type of power. Um, you, if you do, then that's all good. But I believe personally in the power of my own mind, making my life happen the way I need it to. And intentions are everything when it comes to setting a path for my day. So there's some stretching. This is a big act of self-care, especially as I'm getting older and more injury prone. Because I've not in the past looked after myself with some self-care when it came to my limbs and what they needed. So if I want to exercise well, then some stretching first thing in the morning and breathing into those stretches uh, by being centered. So some diaphragmatic breathing just to help my nervous system relax and calm down into the stretch and help my body begin moving into uh, various positions so that when I go to do my uh, exercise class in the morning, I am all prepared. And it's just a few minutes. It doesn't have to be half an hour or anything like that. I literally can spend 10 minutes, five minutes, having a lovely stretch. I know some people would argue for longer, uh, but we do uh, warm-ups, etc. at the exercise class and, and stretches at the end. So uh, again, it's just adding these little things into the day. And so it's not much of a challenge. It doesn't feel like a struggle. Um, I'm enjoying it because it actually feels really good to do. And still talking about diaphragmatic breathing a little bit. Throughout my day, I'm lucky to be reminded when working with clients, and it's something that I teach, that you can turn off your stress receptors, your anxiety receptors, by making sure that you're not breathing to the chest because that puts you on a level of alert, but by breathing down to the diaphragm. So just making sure that you're breathing naturally and rhythmically down to the diaphragm, soothes your limbic system and says you're safe. Also, more importantly, it's a good thing to do before you eat. So I never knew this, I only found this out recently, but just by taking a few nice, relaxing, deep breaths down to the diaphragm, you begin to tell the brain and body you are safe. So before you eat, it can get your whole body ready for the process of digestion and eating the food. So you get the most out of the nutrients that you want your body to absorb. Otherwise, um, this is quite fascinating, eating on the go. So I see lots of people at the train station in the mornings, uh, rushing around. You're literally eating as if you're in danger. So the body isn't priming itself for optimum digestion. So just using a reminders app I have set up throughout the day, so just some reminders to ping onto my phone in between clients, just to take a couple of minutes here and there, just to reduce pressure on my nervous system, to give it a lot of refresh. Um, in my breaks, I make sure that I spend a bit of time away from work. And uh, what I also begin to do is uh, go outside if it's, a, if it's good weather, uh, just to take a walk, get some fresh air, as that's also a good way of creating a refresh. Um, I also like having mini 10 to 20 minute naps. Um, if I've got a busy afternoon and I want to make sure that I really am on form, um, a mini nap like that. Uh, really does make a difference. I mean, I've been up since 5, 5.30 a.m. So uh, just having a little mini map, it's not about replacing any lost sleeps. I haven't. 
But what it does do is it just gives my brain that refresh it needs to be on form for the afternoon. Now, I know that's not always possible for all of you, but again, it's just modifying what you can do within your circumstances. Um, I can't always have a nap. So again, just a couple of minutes breathing to my diaphragm, even just a minute, will make such a big difference. Yeah, looking at pictures of nature, if you can't get outside, has the same effect on the brain as being out there. Odd, but true. Something I've noticed that tends to drain me is too much news. So if I've noticed that I'm scanning social media, looking at news too much that way, or I've switched it on on the TV, um, I make a conscious decision to just switch over to, uh, I like watching YouTube from my Apple TV. Um, and from that, um, there's some really good inspirational channels, which are, again, it's like news, but it's people expressing their opinions and viewpoints and information and knowledge in a way which I find quite inspiring. And being inspired um, is one of my core values. So that for me is a great way to start the day. Or during a break, just have a little buzz from some information. I like that. Now, something else that I was putting myself under pressure to do, and that was draining me, was to study new material. And I got caught in the mindset that it came in book form, or it needed to be in book form, because um, that's the way I absorbed knowledge. And to my surprise, I found listening to these books instead a better way of doing that for myself, especially as I had nearly an hour each day to be able to listen to this content and to begin to absorb it in. And that, again, it gives me such an energy boost to hear inspirational content or to discover new knowledge and wisdom from these authors, from these people who create this content. So I'm very grateful for that. Um, and it's, it does feel really good that each morning I'm getting an hour's worth of content absorbed. And that's before I even start my day. Now, I would class my exercise class as a really good act of self-care because it really does energize and refresh me. No matter how exhausting and how challenging it is, I feel great afterwards and it really does set me up for my day. So I worked out that going to the gym I like is nice, but... I do really thrive working out with a bunch of people. And I was very, very lucky to uh, be introduced to what's known as F45 or Functional 45. We have one here in Brighton. They are worldwide, so you may have one near you. And the vibe, the energy, the people, the workouts are absolutely phenomenal for me. And that was what I needed first thing in the morning. Because my job is isolating in some ways because my focus is on other people. I'm not getting to chat too much and laugh about life in general uh, and be silly and play um, and be exhausted, um, which I get completely and utterly from being in an exercise class. It can be a little bit addictive. So as an act of self-care, I also have to make sure I have a day's rest or two. Just refocusing a little bit on food everything that I eat I have to like 
as an act of self-care. I'm not going to force myself to eat things which are not very enjoyable. And But I also have to eat what my body needs, not what I want, not what my taste buds want, but what I really need. 93% of my serotonin, vital for much of the way that I think and feel, is produced within my gut. So keeping my gut microbes happy and doing that through making sure I have probiotics and prebiotics. So probiotics are the bacteria uh, that we put into our gut and prebiotics are what feed the bacteria. So uh, for me, I worked out that a mostly plant-based diet works really well for me. I'm not vegan or totally vegetarian, but um, it's more of a Mediterranean diet, I guess. But I really do like a lot of plant-based foods. Um, There's a lot more available at the moment. Uh, Shockingly, though, some of the offerings are really high in fat, uh, saturated fat, uh, salt and sugar. So even though it's plant-based, again, it doesn't always automatically mean it's going to be healthy. But it's getting better out there. And there are a lot more in the way of options and choices. But without fuel, I will have brain fog. I've done that too many times where I'm on some sort of calorie restrictive diet and I find myself plummeting in the afternoon and struggling to concentrate. That cannot happen. I cannot afford for that to happen. So fuel is absolutely vital. So working out your own diet plan, if you're going to do that, um, but with foods that you enjoy and making small tweaks to your day so that you're not calorie deficient Too many clients are struggling with anxiety and we're looking at their food diaries. They're not having nowhere near enough calories to function throughout their day. No wonder they're so tired. And it's been really lovely to see the differences in people and the choices and changes they've made just from changing their food and making sure that they have enough fuel, that they're hydrated so that they have the mental clarity or more chances of mental clarity that they want to make their day more successful to get what they want. Now, caffeine. Caffeine for me, I used to be a real fiend and never really entertained the idea that that was what was keeping me up at night. I thought, why can't I drink it in the afternoon? And I was expecting far too much of myself to be able to go to sleep if I was uh, necking an espresso Uh, late in the afternoon because it stays in our system for up to 12 hours at a certain strength which can make sleeping more difficult so um, I've worked out that my body as much as it thrives on a little bit of caffeine um, it does do better sleep wise if I I can have a morning cup and now if I've worked out that 9am to 10am is a good time for my last coffee and my sleep has improved immeasurably just by cutting that back because it is amazing how well we feel if we have had a really good night's sleep can't drink alcohol in a week because that will affect my REM sleep and um, even though I've slept all night I can tell that it's not been as deep so there's a slight bit of fatigue the next day so I can't be bothered with drinking in a week simply because the cost is way too high I want a really good night's sleep. It's funny as you get older, Sunday becomes a bit more precious, which can add pressure, but with some tweaks, it is easier to get a better night's sleep. It really is. 
So boundaries are really important when it comes to answering emails and clients' bits and pieces, updates, etc. Um, I can be just as bad as everyone else because I just think, oh, it just takes a second to answer back or it just takes a minute to do. And what I am doing by that is chipping into my self-care routine, my quality time. So there has to be a better boundary. I'm working on that. It's something that I've noticed I could be better at myself. So I'm not answering so immediately uh, various uh, requests, but I will answer within a reasonable time, uh, within a boundary that I set for myself. And another boundary is, and this is a total, total mind drainer, I refuse, I cannot be bothered to entertain any negative thoughts, any worries, any fears which are out of context and just going to just take up mental energy and cognitive function. Now, we all have negative thoughts. We evolved a process to do that. The more relaxed we are, the less we notice them. It's true, but still we are going to notice some to a certain degree. I refuse to entertain and acknowledge any that are not useful to me. Still human, I'm still going to get caught up and attached at times. But again, what I do more often makes such a big difference. Any thought process that you utilize will deplete you of energy. If you're online shopping and doing a lot of research on an item, you are giving a lot of time and a lot of your energy away by doing that research. Now, if that's worth it for you, perfect. Um, And I notice with myself, I really do enjoy a good research to make sure I have the best item because I like to be cost-effective, I like to have the best, all sorts of reasons. I'm sure someone could therapize that if they wanted, but I do. But I notice that I can spend way too long researching an item just to see what people think about it, And is it going to be a good item? Am I going to regret buying it, etc.? There's like a whole chase going on. And one thing I've cut and curbed is wasting too much mental energy on making those decisions. Um, I've got more important things to focus on than worrying if I've chosen the right skiing rucksack or something like that. And lastly, on the subject of mental cognitive function multitasking multitasking and me and probably you is not in our best interests studies show it makes us dumber which is not a good idea if we want to be successful in life so spinning too many plates as productive as it can feel at times really is not going to be in our best interest and just will deplete your energy but you're also telling your brain you're kind of in danger by not getting this stuff done and you're putting yourself under immense pressure which is fine if you rest I guess but at the end of the day you're not probably doing those things like I'm not doing those things as efficiently and as well as they could be done so I have made a conscious decision to not multitask not walk down the road on my phone, not to um, sit there uh, watching TV on my phone, to just do one thing at a time, especially when it comes to chores 
or any work processes. It's easy just to get caught up in, oh, this will just take a sec. No, do one thing at a time. And I found just by incorporating that a bit, I'm not perfect, by the way, um, but the more I incorporate it, the easier it becomes because the value is I just want to keep my mental energy. And I keep reminding myself of that every day. Now, some other things I do for self-care is I love to read. So I have to make time for reading, some fiction, some fun, nothing work-related, having a complete break. And I like to keep Sunday afternoons totally free, if I can, of anything work-related. I just like to keep it pure movies, pure TV shows, catching up with friends, roast dinners, um, music and reading, all the things that I totally enjoy. And I do, yes, of course, I add bits and pieces of those in throughout the week, um, but making a conscious effort to block off time for me to have fun, to play, to relax, to chill, refreshes me and gets me ready for my next busy week. So when it comes to your own self-care guide, think about what drains you. What puts pressure on you? What's unnecessary? What's taking up a lot of your mental energy? What's adding a mental load to you that you would like to reduce? And what small tweaks and changes can you make? Don't go drastic in my view. That's my advice. Just begin to incorporate small little changes into your day, into your week. And that's more likely to make it successful for you. So when I'm talking to clients about doing a little two-minute, one-minute breathe to their diaphragm, they look at me as if to say, well, that's not enough, surely. Because we have this society view that it should be 10 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour, which can feel like a bit of a mountain to climb with the pressures we put onto ourselves throughout our day or our responsibilities. But just a minute of just turning off your stress responses will have a positive effect. And if you want to do two, and if you want to do three, then just simply increase it. The choice really is yours. But just dotting that throughout your day can make such a difference. Adding some more healthier food into your routine could be easier than thought. It doesn't have to be a lot more, just a little bit more. But what will keep you going is the energy that will come from this and your values and to what you want from having more energy to feeling more focused and having that clarity. What do you want this year to be like for you? If you had that energy, what would you be going for? What would you be achieving? Just because you made the conscious decision to spend some time refreshing yourself, recharging with a bit of self-care. I would love to know your tips, if you have any, or any suggestions for me, for anyone else on this podcast. So please send me your emails and feedback. I've been really grateful, by the way, uh, from some of the feedback uh, com comments that I've received lately, which have motivated me to do this podcast because I thought I'd left it a little bit long. So I'm very grateful 
for any messages, giving me any feedback to help me improve what was an experiment and it's now evolving quite nicely and I hope that you are benefiting from it as much as I am. Please share, please subscribe, please have an amazing day and I will be chatting again to you soon.